So thank you guys so much for listening. And even more, thank you so much for anticipating the podcast. We are a little bit late. We got caught up on our uh, Netflix grind. Um, No, the science fair, Melissa. Oh, the science fair? The science fair and Valentine's Day is what ruins. We're still trying to figure out how to do the podcast and live regular life. (laughs) So so difficult. We work, you know, jobs too, but. We do do that. Um, And then the other thing is, um, everyone knows that we're big fans of the book, uh, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. And he just released a new book titled The Four Seasons of Marriage. And it is free. I just downloaded it on Kindle and I just started reading it. Um, It's actually pretty good, but I'm I'm really not that far, like literally within 10 pages probably of it. Um, But I love, 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 love Gary Chapman. And if you're listening to the podcast, obviously you're here because you enjoy relationship stuff. So I thought I'd just mention that um, to everyone. The Four Seasons of Marriage by Gary Chapman. Check it out. All right. We're going to get started. Today's topic is our emotional affairs still cheating shout out to alicia 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 y'all know i got a lisp a little bit Mm -hmm. alicia and john jordan aka john joe and marcia they uh frequently send us uh answers or questions and just so you guys know it's much harder to track how many people listen to the podcast than it is like a youtube video so we thank you however many there are um for watching but we do know when you guys be like where's the podcast right so that is quite helpful. So uh, Alicia and John <clears throat> sent a litany. And you didn't you just get it from them. You got several yes. surrounding this topic. They sent this specific one, but we've got a couple of things that are around this topic about emotional affairs, having friends, work relationships, things of that nature, how to hate your player. Um, so I'm going to read this uh, pretty long question. We're going to answer as much as we possibly can from this. It says, Dear Kevin Liss. It's Liz, by the way, guys, not Liz. It's L-I-S-S, not L-I-Z. I I know my Liz. Melissa. Melissa becomes Liz or Lissa or Liz Lisser. Nobody calls me Liz Lisser. Okay, I just started that. (laughs) All right, so here's what they say. We are over here talking about cheating. Example, a wife leaves her husband for another woman after 10 years of marriage. She cheated. The husband knew that she wasn't happy, but never stepped out of the marriage. Some time passes and they talk and it comes out that the husband is dating the secretary he's had for four years. He admits that he was attracted to her, but never pursued it after until after divorce. So I guess that was a real life question a real life scenario. Here's the question. Is emotional cheating just as bad or worse than the physical act is having feelings and befriending someone you are very attracted to just as bad as getting in the bed and or kissing them? If you know you would take someone sexually if you were not married, is it okay to still be cool, hang out or even be cordial with them? Or should you? Uh, sure, it all be cut off immediately. What if you can't cut it off? What if you work together or go to church together? What if your neighbors or childhood friends, etc.? Juicy stuff, right? Let us know what you can, let us know what you think. Love ya. So that was a mouthful. That was a mouthful. So we're gonna break it up in sections. Okay. So first question about emotional treat cheating um, is that still cheating? Um, so I'll answer first. And I think, um, absolutely. Yes. Because for women, I'll just, I mean, when I say for women, I should clarify that I don't mean for all women, which is pretty obvious, but just in case, I don't want you to take what I'm saying is like verbate literally every single woman in the world, because we did the sex podcast and some people were coming back like child. I identify more with a man. I must be a man. So obviously, you know, some women and men and women are very different than like what you would classifies like the stereotypical type of uh social norms so for a lot of times for women um 
a fair start emotionally before they become uh, uh, sexually because women aren't necessarily um, and always uh, visually attracted or they're not visually stimuli- stimulated is probably a better way to say it. They're not always, vi- they're not first visually stimulated as much as men. Men are very, very, very much so visually stimulated. And so the, uh, for women, if you can get them emotionally, a lot of times it's just a lot easier for the physical act to come after. So I definitely still think that it's cheating. Um, and I definitely think that it can walk, uh, you know, a very dangerous line that can lead to something physical in which that could lead to, you know, dire, dire consequences for your marriage. Okay. Let me ask you this. Okay. If, what, what do you think quantify, how would you, two part question. I'll ask you this first. What do you think quantifies an emotional affair? Like what point is it past talking or texting or Snapchatting? And you're like, okay, now you have emotionally affairs when it becomes sexting that's my first question. No, I think that any inappropriate conversation that you would be ashamed if your um, significant other listened in on, listened in on, that would classify as emotional affair. So, I mean, so one, say your spouse says one like thing that's too far. That's mm-hmm. like say I don't know. Say their their uh, coworker comes in and says, "Hey, man, that dress is tight. I got to search for a fod." Yeah, that was sexual harassment. Right. <laughs> so, okay, so what's the difference between flirting and an emotional affair? Because maybe your husband or wife flirted one time, and then they were like, man, that's wrong. I shouldn't do that. Is that an emotional affair? I feel like... No, that's flirting. But that doesn't make it right. I know, that's, so my question is, what makes it clear that this is flirting? Oh, I don't know that there's a... Are you trying to find, like, a definitive answer? Yeah, like, like how do you definitively... Aff- you know, because cheating is like... Sex, I imagine, some sexual act or kiss or whatever. Um, So, I mean, a kiss is a sexual act. But an emotional affair, what if your person doesn't even, like, think what they did is is an emotional affair? I don't I don't know. I don't know that you could, like, give a Webster's defined. Well, maybe you can look it up right now on Google. Maybe we can find a Webster's defined definition of 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 an emotional affair because i don't know that i have the answer to that and i am not i feel like it's almost by a case-by-case basis i would agree and that's why so why are you asking you always be asking me true questions because i want to know like how what if a person's listening they're like man am i having an emotional affair like what are some i mean i think i like what you said um if there's any conversation that you're having that you would be ashamed if your spouse found out that's a star here's what wikipedia says and we believe everything wikipedia says (laughs) because other people write it an emotional affair is an affair which excludes physical intimacy and is usually based on emotional intimacy an emotional affair can also be referred to as an affair of the heart Mm -hmm. it is a phenomenon that is not limited to married couples affecting people in serious relationships of every type an emotional affair may begin as innocently as friendship with a person outside the relationship over time the partner becomes infatuated obsessed in some cases with this friend and eventually tries to become friendlier spending more time with him or her at the cost of the relationship that the person is already in that's good that was good where one partner is in a committed monogamous relationship irrespective of whether marriage is planned or not and irrespective of the cup of if the couple is already married or not an emotional affair can be considered a type of chasse chaste non-monogamy without consummation i don't know when the affair breaches an agreement in the monogamous relationship of one of the partners to the affair the term infidelity may be more apt so from this wikipedia which means it's true it's it's an indication of time 
Mm-hmm. So something that happens I like over when time. they said it is an affair of the heart. Yeah. Because it, you can't really define that, but you know when your heart is emotionally tied to an individual. Yeah. I think you I, I think you do. I, I definitely think you do. I wonder if I guess I'm just curious of like how that is quantified. Well, here's the second question. If you're No, you have to answer. You can't ask me this question that I clearly don't oh. know the answer to. <laughs> and then just be like, I just, hear, B. I just wanted to hear your opinion no, on sir. it. You need to give an answer. I don't think I knew the answer. I feel like if I thought you were having an emotional affair, I feel like you'd be having more conversation than necessary with someone that's not more me. conversation than appropriate. More conversation uh, than necessary or and or and appropriateness. And it would be um and I think that part was very I think they said it's in the definition is that it comes at the expense of your relationship. So if I'm talking to this outside party more than if I'm confiding in them more than if I'm trusting or equal them to. more than or equal to yeah. but it's probably going to be more than yeah. Um, then that's an emotional affair because those type of or feeling the need to hide be, it, I think, as well. should be um, given that type of attention should be given to your spouse and no one else. I agree. I think that's fair. I mean, we both and most couples work with people that you need to talk to at work, outside of work, or whatever. So it's not that you know you're saying you can never talk to anyone ever. Ah, la, la, la. But um. I, I think those are some good parameters. Here's the second question. And it just came to my head because it's our podcast. We can ask it right now. You answer first. Okay. Now you want to change I, your question? I, no, no, I'm not. I want to answer. If your spouse had an emotional affair or had a physical affair, which one do you think would bother you the most? And I'm going to answer first. A physical affair would probably bother me way more. Because I feel like I could talk. I could, I don't want to say forgive an emotional affair, but I feel like I could like, if it was caught prior to the act, I think there's coming back from it. I agree. And I think with an emotional, if it's just emotional, not that just like in a sense that you're belittling it, but if it's just an emotional affair in comparison to a physical affair, at least um, I feel like there's hope. We can go in, we can talk about it. This is what led me to this person. This is why I talk to this person. This is why I trust this, whatever the case may be. And then you can sit down, talk to it, and try to rectify the situation within your own relationship. If it's, uh, if, 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 if it turns physical, I feel like you've lost trust now. Like, you know, there's so much more time. Although, I guess trust could be lost in emotion. I but think there's, there's, what's nervous for me is like, Emotional affair being more like since you are an emotional being more than a physical one, I feel I should feel worse about an emotional affair. Yeah, but it's an act of betrayal. Well, I guess I don't know. I was gonna say it's so betraying to think of like your body being given to someone else. Yeah, because I work too hard for the draws for somebody else to get them. Stop. I work too hard, and we're done here. No, but I don't know. That's I'm trying to like visualize you saying. I have feeling for someone else, and it's did not you really disclosure. I did. I was looking in, like I feel like we're in the in the living room. I have feeling for somebody else, and we haven't even had sex. But the way he, the way I think about him, and what we talk, I'd be like, oh, just let him have sex with you. I can deal with. Like I feel like you can. Like I feel like our minds can compartment. Like a physical affair is 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 something that more people deal with. You know what I mean? Like we've seen it on TV, movies, friends, and family. But you saying I have an emotional affair. This guy is just like, 
I don't know what it is about him. I, he understands me more than you do. I feel like that would just be like, oh. Yeah. But if you sit down, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because I've never been in that situation. So I don't know that you could say that one is necessarily worse. I feel like I'd be able to deal with an emotional affair. But, you know, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Okay. Where are we? Can you, Are you going to finish the question? I have friends. Can you have male or female friends? Because that could walk down that slippery slope. <sighs> what is a friend? I feel like we're in a different scenario than a lot of people. In that. We were together so, so, so young. We don't have a lot of like... I feel like if you're 28 and you're just meeting somebody really interested and you got married at 30, you could legitimately have a friend... That has been your friend longer than you have been with mm-hmm. your spouse. Mm-hmm. Right? So we don't have that. Yeah, but I could still have like male friends or you could still just have female friends. So that's the question. Is that do you feel like that's okay? <sighs> is it okay to have male and female friends? Yeah, or a friend of the opposite sex. That's the real question. I feel like we I feel like it's okay to have friends. Of the opposite sex. I, I don't know. We well, Okay, so let's take our friends in Washington who shall remain nameless. Well, those are like common friends. I guess the question is, if are they not common friends? Because most of my friends of the opposite sex are people you that you're also friends with. Right. I don't so, think there's okay. anybody. We, so don't use us because you're making this too long. Can you have It's a friends, podcast. We have time. Can't No. Can you have a friend of the opposite sex? How do you feel about that? I don't think I could let you have a friend of the opposite sex that I didn't know already. Okay. I don't feel like I can, like, process that. Like, what if you're like, hey, me and, you know, guy X are just going to go grab some coffee. I'd be like, what y'all? Yeah, see, I don't think that either. I don't think that's appropriate. I don't but think. But you, you, you can do that with your friends, right? Yeah, but I see. But the thing about it is I'm not trying or I wouldn't try to sleep with my female friend. And I think that's where the slippery slope is in that, you know, when you have a, you could have friends like strictly plutonic friends of the opposite sex, but naturally as male or female, you're going to have, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, everybody's marriage and relationship is. I would just say that as well. Is different. For Kevin Fredericks, I would not be cool with it. For Melissa Fredericks, I don't think I would either. But there are not to the point of <laughs> that you were going out and doing like like the way you hang out with Jay or um well Jay's your brother, but the way that you hang out with Jay or Anthony. Like y'all are just cool, you can go, you know, whatever you want to do, y'all wanna kick it, you can kick it together and I don't have no worry, no fear, no nothing. I wouldn't feel comfortable if that if there were a female. I just wouldn't I just wouldn't feel comfortable with that. Yeah, and I don't think even like, if it was like that's my childhood friend. I've been knowing her since I was two, and like I don't feel like that's a. I would. I know I would have a problem with that. Yeah, and I think. Um, but do you think in a relationship a person could have that and mean nothing and nothing else, nothing negative I, could have, happen out of listen, it? Listen, anything's possible. Here's my thing. I feel like your marriage is the only thing you have. So your marriage is not the only thing, but your marriage is what you have to protect. Like, your friendship is cool and all that stuff, but you don't have to protect that. So, it's like, I don't even want to put myself in a position to be like, you know, have a, a a lapse in judgment, a moment, you know what I mean? A moment where I'm just like, man, I don't know why I did that, but she looks really good right now. I'm tripping. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's never going to happen with Jared. And they're bald and going gray. But, 
But if you have a woman, and if you have a guy, you might, you know, like in the movies, they just see each other's eyes, yeah. and like the sun glistens ever so. I thought of, um, what's that movie? Brown Sugar? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Tay Diggs? Yeah. And Tonight Where they were friends first? Yeah. See? Perfect example. But they did. They, they dated, though. Oh, they did date. They dated, and it didn't work out. Uh-huh. So you can't Yeah, but it. then, see, and then he got divorced, and then they got back together. Right. I, so then that goes to the second point. Can you should you cut off friendships that you're sexually attracted to? Was it appropriate for Tay Diggs <laughs> and annihilate them to remain friends through all those years? That's tough. Because they weren't even like in each other's face. They weren't like going out for coffee and all. Yeah, but then you know what happened? What? Tay Diggs got an emotional affair with with Sinai. Yeah, but they had to they. I don't remember that happening. Yes, they did because he started having problems. He started having pro- Wait, did no? Didn't he start confiding in her before? Like he told her about the big uh, uh, contract thing that he got before he told his wife. Yes. See, I think that's dangerous. See, that's dangerous, and she was mad about it. Right. But and that was the start. Then she went off and started cheating and going to dinners. Well, so it's Tay Diggs' fault now. No, but that was a uh, enemy in the camp breach there was there was a breach there. dissension in the camp dissension in the camp there was a breach of trust there right you know can you have a female friend i don't know that i mean i don't have any female friends that yeah but are, you don't have we're talking to the people i know i'm just i, I like okay. to start introspectively okay, start introspectively i don't have any female friends i know of i don't know that many couples who have friends of the opposite sex and the person is like yeah sure talk to them at night or talk to them first or consult with them like i feel like it 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 brings i feel like when you get married there's a certain part of that that you are like giving up you know what i mean like in order for your marriage to work you're giving up like even your right to hang out with your boys as much as you would not all right but as much as you would you know certain things you're just giving up and i feel like um I don't know, man, because I feel like you might be able to here. Here's kind of a biblical thing. And I don't, it's not doesn't necessarily make perfect sense of this. But, you know, the Bible says, don't let your good be evil spoken of. Yes. So that's kind of what I associate with this. Like, even if there isn't anything there, there could always be something there. Like, I don't really believe that men and women can be friends like that. I feel like men will always want something more like if two attractive people are just friends. I feel like there's always that, like, you know, if they ever did break up. Yeah, I think that too. I would so be there for them. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh. That's why I say if I die, you can't marry nobody I know. <laughs> I'm so serious. You can marry whoever you want as long as I don't know them. <laughs> and I mean that. So all you YouTubers, let's, let's, let something happen to me. You make sure you, I need you to troll him. <laughs> if he marries somebody that I know, like, I literally troll him on a daily basis retweet my tweets to him send him clips of this clip of this audio like troll the mess out of him for the rest of his life from now until eternity she had one wish Kev for real she didn't even say you couldn't get married I would think in my in my when I ascend to heaven (laughs) and I look over you I would think that heifer (laughs) you were trying to get on my husband this whole time you gonna wait till I die like, I feel like I would feel some type of way about it. She respected it. you by no, waiting until you child died. child gone and sit. Like, that's not appropriate. 
That's why I don't feel like you could have male or female friends because I feel like all this whole time you was probably trying to low key like keep an eye on things just in case some you know just in case my opportunity come up. I'ma just stay close. The girl gone. At two brute. <laughs> it's always the Judas man. The good thing we moved to LA, so none of our friends live here. Um. So the next part is. Uh, so did we answer that? Should you cut off friendships? We didn't listen. We ain't answering that, man. Nothing. What's the definition of emotional? We have answered we, that. We don't know. We answered Should that. You have friends or male? Male or can you have friends of the opposite? We we okay, don't know. Let's make, <laughs> let's make sure we answer. I think we established what an emotional affair is. Okay. If you're spending time or having conversations that as much or equal to your spouse, um, or things that your spouse will be, you know, uh. Shocked to see. I think people know, right? The other person may not know the line, but you know the yeah. line. If you feel the need to hide your phone, delete your text, you know, yes. use the iPhone uh, audio function, any of those things. If your wife did, you know, here's a funny thing. Uh, this is a lot of people have gotten caught up by this. The iPhone, it, when it's connected to your computer and or your iPad, um, like when we were just watching uh, the show, when somebody texts me on my phone, I have it connected to my computer, yeah, yeah. so it pops up on yeah. the um, computer screen, right? So if that happened, if you left your iPad or your computer on at any point in time and your spouse had access to it and read those text messages between you and that person, would they be mad? Yeah. If they wouldn't be mad, you know, then you should be fine. For example, I text uh, Maddie, a friend of ours. I, there's this thing when a person is really big. There's a part of their stomach that gets like a like a kangaroo pouch, mm-hmm. and I could not think of the name. And I was like, Maddie, what is the medical term for that? And she was like, it's called a penis. I was like, penis, and that was it, right? So if you found that text message, you're like, what are you texting Maddie about? Like, I don't know, a penis, I think. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's nothing about that where I would feel like, you know, shoot. Oh, I have a question. There you to, go. I'm about to question you. Question. Okay, me. so go back a couple episodes. We talked about. Your friend that you were texting on BBM. Yes. Was that an emotional affair? Well, what's our definition again? Don't 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 look I'm, to Webster I'm to I'm going to, back to make sure. I don't I don't know that I would classify it as an emotional affair. What would you classify it as? Probably was a friend. Yeah, but y'all were texting Kev. It was a I, that was on the border. No, that was on the borderline. I don't, that was all the way over the border of inappropriateness. So maybe okay. But I feel like the, the I feel like okay. So here's the difference, and this may be part of the problem with clarity. If you're just texting somebody, right? But there's never any confiding. There's never any like for in, in that relationship mm-hmm. with from the jealousy episode. That's episode five, I believe. <laughs> uh, you can listen to the whole thing there. But there was like, we talked about confiding. We talked about, um, would your wife be, cause remember you found the text messages. Yeah. But I was angry because she was like, what's up? I haven't talked to you in a few or you, whatever. It was something along the lines of you haven't texted me in a few days. It like we text all the time. And then suddenly there's a break of communication. What's going on? Like to me, that's, that's the sign of too much. Okay. Too much. Yes. Talking too much. Yes. But the confiding in and or the inappropriate line being drawn, I don't think that's there. Mm. So maybe it's like, you know, if emotional, I don't know. I don't know how to like quantify that because absolutely was talking too much. Absolutely. But it wasn't more than I talked to you and it wasn't anything that I talked about that you didn't know about. And I didn't feel as much or more. It wasn't even as much as I talked to you. If I talked to you 88% of the time, 
she was maybe 47 or 50, whatever. I don't know. It's not as much and it's not more for sure. So there was no inappropriateness and there was no need to delete messages, things like that. There was nothing to hide. I wouldn't. Um, this is what we're going to get to later, though. One of the questions is um, that the uh, Alicia and John asked, would you. Um, um, what did they say? Would you um, be. Hold on. Let me just pull it back up. I feel like I'm stammering. Um, oh, yeah. If you knew that you would take someone sexually if you were not married, is it cool to hang out? Mm-hmm. Right. So I would not be with her alone. Not that I know I wouldn't have I would have sex. They're just like, oh, we're naked. I mean, we're naked alone. We're alone. Let's get naked. But I, I don't feel like I would have I would have put myself in that scenario. And she used to do the plays and stuff. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Right. So I made sure if like the time that she rode with me, there was four other people in the car. I picked her up first. I never took her home. You know what I mean? Like we all met at the bank parking lot, drove to the place, drove back to the bank. So things like that. Here's what I would say. Had you not found that. Thing and had I not come to my senses, that probably could have led to an emotional affair. I feel like it could have been, it, it was like closing in, if we're being uh, honest. It, it, it could have been closing in on an emotional affair. And unchecked, an emotional affair probably would have led to a physical affair. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe it was on the verge. So, let's answer that question. If you know you would take someone sexually if you were not married, is it cool? Is it still okay to be cool and hang out or be cultural with them? Here's an interesting scenario because uh, later on they say, what if you work together, go to church together? I feel like a lot of times that's how this thing begins, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about last week. We spend, you know, you wake up and before you're awake for an hour, you're gone to work. Yeah. And when I get home, before two hours pass, we're in the bed, right? So, that's three hours of our day, five days a week I spend with you while I'm awake. However, I spend the time at work with somebody. Say there's somebody at work I'm attracted to eight hours a day. Right. Or they might sit next to me or in the same cubicle or in a group where we got to work on the same, whatever it is. So for, you know, outside of the weekend with you, I've got 15 hours. With that person, I've got 40 hours or more. And that's if I only work 40 hours. Right. Right. So that's where I feel like it's way dangerous. I feel like a lot of affairs can begin like that because it's kind of like we call like Hollywood love. You know, you spend a lot of time on set with somebody and you start being like, right. you only see them at work. They always look good. And when they go home, when they're frustrated, they ne- you never get that side of them. You might go home and your wife is frustrated because, you know, a kid's homework and the dinner burned and whatever the case is. So you, you see the glorious side of this person. Right. And your wife is just a human who doesn't feel the need to be glorious at all the time with you. So um, I feel like that's where it's dangerous. But you can't, like, make sure you are find you know you're getting fired like hey this person's attractive so can you fire her you know what i mean like that's not really logical so what do you do because they're you know i'll be honest i've worked with attractive people at my job before you know uh pretty much at every job i've had and and uh the job i currently work is probably the most i don't work with like day-to-day attractive people but some of the actresses that are in the things that we shoot absolutely attractive i don't think there's i'm not really worried about that you know any uh emotional affair or or physical affair because one i don't know them well enough to have an emotional affair and i don't like talk to them outside of like call times and direction and stuff um but they are definitely uh attractive and i can't just like be like hey you're attractive so you can't be in this Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i feel like that's when you get into that scenario and you can't cut it off because of work or whatever, then it's like we said earlier, it's your responsibility to protect your marriage. 
The other person is like it's like when you follow cheaters and stuff. Those shows, you always the person's always mad at the cheater. No, 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 not the cheater. The person you're cheating with. Like, who are you? Why are you with my husband? Did you know? Like, whether they knew or not is neither here nor there. It's your spouse's responsibility to protect your marriage. The other people are out here just going for broke. You know what I mean? So if you can't cut it off, which you more than likely can't, then it's up to you to protect your marriage. I feel like that's respectable to tell people. Mm-hmm. It's your marriage to protect. You go to church together, man. There's some church. That's another question. What if you go to church together? There's some There's some stuff that goes on in the church. Absolutely. There are some stories we could tell y'all. But I think you have to. So going back to the rule is that. Um, you have you have to protect your marriage, and you have to set yourself up for success to ensure that you don't put yourself in a position to be compromised. Set yourself up for success is such a good phrase. Protect against failure by setting yourself up for success. Because there's a scenario I know about in the church where they were going to uh, do a youth group uh, thing, the parties, and um, they were supposed to both be leaders for the teens, and the teens go to bed, and oh, yeah. so do the leaders. Yep. And y'all doing ministry work <laughs> and the devils at the same time. So, um, you know, I feel like, you know, the Bible also says the Lord will always make a way of escape. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's true, but not when you put yourself in the position. Right. Like by way of escape, it doesn't mean, OK, you set yourself up to be butt naked with them. And then you'd be like, OK, I'm going to go Lord, Where's the way of escape? Right. The way of escape is a preventative measure, you know, as much as it's um, like. In the act of. Right. I feel like we, like Joseph, he ran out of his clothes. Was that Joseph? Uh, what story are you trying to tell? Potiphar's wife. Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Joseph, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? That was a way of escape. Now, he had to deal with some blowback from that. But he he literally ran out from uh, amongst them. And I feel like if you are honest, here's another thing that I'll say, and we're closing here. If you are honest with yourself. Right. I feel like a lot of people mess up because they're not honest with themselves enough to say, I'm sexually attracted to this person. And if we were alone, I don't know what I might do. So let me stop talking to this person. Let me dial back my relationship and let me for sure make sure I'm never alone with them. But if you don't be honest with yourself, you'd be like, I'm kind of cool. man. I mean, she's cool, but I ain't tripping. Then when it happens, you're like, I don't know what happened, baby. Like, it was just a mistake. Nah. Keep it funky. I feel like your wife will probably rather hear, hey, man, I'm really attracted to this person, but uh, I make sure not to ever be around her. Other than, like, I don't know what happened. But are you going to have that conversation? What? Melissa, I'm really attracted to this girl, but uh, I make sure we don't really have that type of interaction. I feel like that's a better conversation to have than, hey. Are you going to have that conversation? With you? Yeah. Probably not. That's the point. So you can't. You're not going to have that conversation. So how do you, like, dial it back? You you dial it back. Like on your own? You have to. Then who's, who are you accountable to? Yourself? Your friends? Your male friends? Maybe? <laughs> I don't know. This is a hard system. This is a hard thing to, ta- to talk about. I feel like I do. My, my game plan is to, to have like, you know, like a circuit breaker has a, this thing gets triggered and yeah. it all shut off. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my thing. I purposely don't like, for example, I don't give people my cell phone number unless they absolutely need to have it. You know what I mean? Like things like that. Even an email is less formal 
or is less personal mm-hmm. than my cell phone number. You got my cell phone number, then you have like I am text. Even though email and text still come, I feel like a text encourages you know more rapid conversation than an email. Yeah, or whatever. You know what I mean? I have like the 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 circuit breaker of you having the passwords to my phone and having my my I you know message, which most people text me from, is on my laptop. It's on the laptop you look at. My password is there. You have almost all my you have my contacts. Like if you wanted to dig something, you can find it. And really, the iPhone be chat telling on you anyway. If you do the just scroll up, it tells you who you've been texting. The what? If you scroll on your iPhone, if you're on the home screen. And you pull your uh, phone down, you hit the home button, you know, to oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it tells you who you've been yeah, texting, yeah. what your location services, like all that stuff where people were like, I feel like I would have to actively hide stuff. We should do an episode on snooping. Oh, we should. We disagree on that. We do. <laughs> That's coming down the pike, uh, snooping. So to answer the top question before we close, because I don't even know, we're recording on a new program and it doesn't even tell us how long. We've been going, and I don't remember what time we started, so it's probably more than 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, is an emotional affair still cheating? Yes. Yes. Is it equally as damaging? Yes. Maybe not, because you said yourself you could come back from an emotional affair more than you. You said very clearly, if you cheat on me, it's over. Right. But if you emotionally affair me, there's hope. That's true. Are you rethinking that? I'm rethinking. (laughs) (laughs) You know why? Because my parents, if we're being honest here, and then we are going to wrap. My parents bounced back from physical affairs and were married for 20, over 25 years after. Uh, Did I say physical or emotional? Physical. Physical. Emotional affair that turned physical is what sealed the deal. But was it maybe it was because it was two physical affairs? No. It was the lion, actually. I think that sealed the deal. Lying? Oh, I thought you said the lion. I was no, like, no, what? No. The- I think it was the lion. So let me ask you this then: Why, for you, is a cheating physical act? Why is that cut in stone? And why do you question for emotional affair? You feel yeah. like that's a line that can never be uncrossed? Yeah, because I feel like with a, with physical, it's it, the one thing that separates to me. And maybe, and I'll tell my whole story, but the one thing that separates a marriage from any other type of relationship outside of like if you're fornicating is the fact that I give my body to you. And for me, I waited until marriage to do that. And so it's like, it's a sacred thing. And so the thought of that, you doing that with someone else, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's. But, okay, I get that. But giving your heart, is that not... Yeah, that's why I'm now rethinking. And maybe I'm putting emotion at the same level, but I don't I don't know. I feel like I know why you feel like this. If you give your heart to someone, like your conversation, your fears, your yeah. all that type of stuff, that... But if you if I give my body to them, that's the one thing that nobody else can have right. in our marriage. Right? Some inappropriate conversation, we cut that off and never talk to you again. That can moving forward, that can be done. But if I gave my body to somebody else, moving forward, that act cannot be undone. undone. Right. Even if we never talk again, like the thought of that. And that's kind of what messes me up. If you like cheated on me, I'm just like, you could just never say, oh, not tonight. Oh, not tonight. Yeah. But for Phil, right, Phil right. down the street, right. you, today you ain't got time because, but that day you had time. <laughs> Shut up. So, uh, an emotional affair is just as bad. As, I, have you come to that conclusion? I, I don't know. 
I don't know that it's like. Say what I did in the jealousy episode was an emotional affair. Did you even think of it like that when it happened? No. But there's a reason why. Why? Parents didn't happen at that time. Ah. So in context of your life, right. you had never you hadn't seen the damage of an emotional exactly. affair. Exactly. But now you have. See, you're you're preaching a little bit. Mm. And so now that effect, you know that cha- you know that event changed me. Yeah. You know, quite literally. And so I look at I look at the world very differently because of that. And so now I, it makes me question that. I see that. I see that because you can now see that an emotional affair unchecked, unchecked. I'm going to say an emotional affair unchecked will 99.9% of the time lead to a physical affair. Because mm-hmm. you're unchecked, you're eventually going to start. Because here's the thing. Women, it works more for. And men, like, here's the thing. Like, a, a man, I was reading this article about cheating and it was saying like a lot of times cheating happens it's alcohol related they're with the person they shouldn't be with but under normal circumstances they wouldn't like do anything Mm -hmm. but they start having a couple drinks in them and they're like um what is it called what do you lose your inhibitions right You, you lose your inhibitions they lose their inhibitions and a lot of times like it was saying how like if a person has a in a uh if they if they cheat on you under alcohol they really might have not done that under normal circumstances right so say i your husband or spouse or anybody out there they're on a company retreat they get drunk smash drunk and just like have an affair on you right and they just like they could never do matter of fact this is what somebody sent us and we'll we'll talk about cheating again we might revisit this but it was saying like um i really don't want to get into it now because it's such a full episode (laughs) um but it was saying uh we'll get into it more later not today but it was saying if, if a person has one emotional affair, I mean, one cheating affair, and they promise never to do it again, can you forgive them and move on? And, and they, they like it, it's like, say I said I had one affair and I knew I was never going to do it again, and you wouldn't know. Is it better to tell you or not to tell you if I know I'm never going to do it again? Right? So that was the question. So it brings back this, this drunk thing. If you had a stupid mistake that you made, but there's really no attraction, you just got drunk and you were, you know, whatever the thing is. Can you come back from that? Or if you had like an, is that the same as having an emotional affair over like say six months and then ending in one act? Is there any difference from what you could come back from? I don't know. That was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You said a whole lot. The digression really messed you up. But the point is, could a one act unplanned come back from the same as a, if they end in the same result, could you forgive somebody for making one stupid mistake on one night? Or nine month thing that led up to one mistake on one night. Is there any difference in your mind? Or is it the same? The nine months is probably worse. But because even, I feel like you were like having a relationship on the side. That in uh, okay that ended in the same act. Yeah. But you still couldn't come back from one night. Yeah, I don't know. It's so much to think about. It's, it's so kind much. of blowing my mind right now. It's hard to do because like it's hard to think of. Some of these things are hard to think of hypothetically mm-hmm. because we all we talk about this a lot. It's so easy to give advice to people when you're not going through exactly. it. Exactly. Like, oh my god, she's so, so dumb. Yeah. She's this. I would never, you know, in TV shows or whatever. But when that stuff happens to you, and the thing is, and we're gonna really wrap this up. The thing is, <laughs> you that sound like a preacher. Now. I know, I know. But the thing I remember saying this at my my old job. I was, um, it was me and two other ladies, and one of the ladies had never been married. Older lady, 
um, much older than me, probably older than my mom, actually. Yes, and I um, my coworker was older than me as well, but younger than the older the other lady. But again, you know, around my mom's age or older. And the one lady was having a really difficult time in her marriage. They've been married for a while. They weren't really, you know, it was really um, in Gary Chapman's book. It's called, and I'm not, I'm not endorsed by him, um, <laughs> but he called. We just it, really like him. Yeah, I do. But he called it the winter season, where it's very harsh. It's bitter. Your relationship is very cold. Like think of everything about the winter, and that's kind of the state of your relationship. And that's really, quite honestly, a very accurate description of where she was in her relationship. And sometimes we worked in very slow environments, so she would kind of. Uh, you know, divulge some information about our relationship with us. And the older, the lady that's never been married would say, that would never be me. The mm-hmm. older black lady. That'd never be me. Uh-uh, I would have been gone. And <laughs> I remember telling the lady that was married, or I remember we all had a conversation. I said, you can't say that. You don't know what you would do. And she was like, no, it has been me. I've been with the dude for, you know, X amount of time. And he did this, that, and the other, very similar to what's going on in your life. And I left. And what I told her was, you'll never understand the conviction of a wife. Unless you've been a wife. Sometimes, as a wife, I could very, you know, we've just had this discussion. I say, "Uh uh-uh, nope, you cheat on me and I'm gone. But until you're in that scenario, you never know what the circumstances are going to dictate that will say you will react this way or that way. Right. And so, with everything that's happened in my life, you know, i.e. my parents, I've learned to never say never. (laughs) I mean, really, to just really, truly never say never. Because stuff you don't... Stuff you don't think will happen to you happens. Mm-hmm. Stuff, you, you know, things you don't think you'll react a certain way and you do. Things you never thought you'd say and you say them. And so I've learned to just never really, I mean, you try your best and you think you know what you would do. But until that circumstance is really, truly arises and it's you, you don't know. And again, if you've never been married, you don't understand the conviction of a wife. I don't understand. I don't, you don't know my story of being a wife and being married, you know, to this man up until this point. And uh, T.D. Jakes even talked about one time. And it was so good when he was on Oprah. And he was talking about um, when someone cheats on you and you're left with the unfinished business of loving them. And that's what happens when somebody cheats on you. I'm going through life and I love you. I love you dearly. And then you cheat on me. And now I have to turn that off. And your heart doesn't always work that Mm -hmm. way. Your mind works that way because it's very logical. But your heart doesn't always work that way. And so it's it's difficult to say, this is what I would do in in this scenario. This is how I know I would react in that scenario. Because you don't know. You You just don't know. Your mind says one thing and your heart can say something totally different. And so you don't know. I'm so sad we couldn't use music. Because you were like, never say never. And I was like, cue Justin Bieber. And then never say never. <laughs> I love that. The unfinished business of loving you, man. Because I think about it, We've been together for 14 years. If you did time. something to me. It's kind of like that episode of Intervention when he goes, but I still love you. That comes from the unfinished business of loving you. this episode was at all sir cut it out um at all um uh yeah we're still getting the kinks out <laughs> but you guys are the only reason we do this and if you have questions email them dear kev and list to kev on stage at gmail.com dear kevin list to kev on stage at gmail.com 
We are on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube um, doing our very best. Love Our Love Cast. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you next week.